0: Let's see what's on board today. And welcome back to another edition of Educational Triage. This is Tony and I am joined by the indomitable
1: Philip Summers. Aloha.
0: Hey, how are you doing?
1: Hey, doing good. Doing good. Feeling, feeling, um, Feeling intellectually stoked with the, random, the recently new technology ChatGPT, which Amen. is our
0: discussion it's, today. It's
1: very new. I mean, like, I'm I'm like very uh, behind, and I'm what is it about six months, maybe old? I don't know. It's, it hasn't been too long since it's been out there. I've heard a report that anyway, it hasn't been too long, and I feel like I'm. Catching it
0: up. was first released in 2018. Yeah, yeah. And GPT stands for Generative Pre-trained Transformer. Ah. It was developed by OpenAI. Yep. And GPT-1 was the first version. That was in 2018. It was trained on a data set of over 40 gigabytes of text and was able mm-hmm. to generate human-like text. And then in 2019, OpenAI released GPT-2 an updated version of GPT-1, and it had a much larger data set of over 570 gigabytes of text. Mm-hmm. GPT-2 had the ability to perform a wide range of natural language tasks, was able to generate highly coherent and realistic text. Now, all of this yeah. that I'm that I'm telling you mm-hmm. is given to me by ChatGPT.
1: ChatGPT3, right? or two. N- no.
0: Right now, What's the current version. I, we have? That, I think it's GPT three.
1: Three, and which so, version is going to be the one where that's not actually Grandpa sitting in the chair anymore? That's you never. Know. <laughs> I don't know. That's, I saw some videos. I was researching. It. It's like I can kind of tell, but it's scary enough. Anyway, so.
0: Well, well, <laughs> the funny thing is, is that I asked Chat GPT to yeah. tell me its history, and this is what I got. Uh twenty twenty, OpenAI further improved the GPT GPT three model. And GPT three was trained on a massive data set of five seventy gigabytes of text, it was able to perform a wide range of natural language tasks, hmm. including language translation, question answering, and text summarization. Mm-hmm. So and then chat GPT is a lighter version of GPT-3 that is optimized for the task of conversational modeling. It's designed to generate human-like responses in a chat or messaging context. So why was this developed? And it's a marketing tool.
1: It's a market. Yeah, it's a marketing tool. That was its original intent.
0: That was the original intent because now companies can service their customers. It doesn't cost them anything. So when you see that mm. you are, it gives you the, if you're running into problems, you have customer problem. And it says, would you like to chat with us? And you click on the icon. That's who you're talking to.
1: Not very you're intuitive.
0: Talk, you're talking to a chatbot, And so it's taking on the information that you're giving it. And it's relaying that information and sifting through it so that it can get down to the problem. But
1: and, it's changed, has it not? <laughs> we're talking well, it's about growing. It's, it's growing it's growing but it's we're talking growing. okay and, so we're not like, yeah there's it's more all Is there, yeah yeah,
0: there is there
1: would you there. illustrate its its power and girth at this moment i mean um i know you kind of geeked out on its capabilities a lot like what did you find out about it oh I mean give me give us some of the finer points that might blow people's minds. I got a few and I went, What? Oh wow. I, yeah.
0: What where I got lost was on the neural networks because there are AI neural networks that it's oh. working off of. And so it's creating it's like this huge brain that's being created. And it's going in there with this huge data set that's constantly growing right. more and more and more. So, what I kept referring myself back to was think of Hal in 2001. Yeah. Or if you ever saw the movie Colossus, the Forbin Project. I
1: had seen Colossus, the Forbin Project, but Colossus was integrated into all government and public works. It so became Colossus that could way. shut down things when he wanted to, or he wanted to.
0: Well, Colossus began as sort of an artificial intelligence on the computer, and gradually grew bigger and bigger and bigger until. Oh, I thought that much. I saw her
1: call. Didn't they give it that duty? Like it said, I could do that really well, and they said, "Hey, do that." You know, Maybe I'm got it wrong. I do. I, think, I do recall the film though. Sixties film, folks. Look it up. Right,
0: 19, uh, 1968.
1: Um, Something like that. <clears throat> yeah, really future tech. However. We're looking at that kind of sort of in a way. We're not looking at Colossus, of course, but um, AI. Right,
0: but what we're talking about, okay, current examples of natural language processing with AI are like the assistants, Siri, Alexa, Mm -hmm. chatbots that assist with customer service inquiries and automated language translation tools. Yeah, this is important. It's all machine learning algorithms Mm -hmm. to analyze and interpret large amounts of natural
1: language data. Excuse me.
0: Alexa, stop.
1: You said Alexa. I did. I'll say Alexa. Alexa. I
0: I had no idea what she was talking.
1: (laughs) Your headphones are on. You said Alexa and Alexa chirped. By the way, folks, Alexa is listening to you. Sorry.
0: Yes. (laughs) Okay, it says here, once trained, the algorithms, because these are machine learning algorithms, Uh they're trained on massive data sets of human language data, allowing them to learn the patterns and nuances of natural language. Once trained, the algorithms can be used to analyze new language data and provide insights or generate responses. Mm -hmm. One relevant example would be a natural language processing system that might be trained on a larger data set of customer service inquiries.
1: What language are you talking about? You said a language to just to clarify for our audience, what language are we talking about?
0: A natural language.
1: Ah, natural. So that could be Kiswahili, that could be that could be all the dialects yes. of some yes. African okay, yeah. It Whatever could be any language, right? Any
0: language that it's familiar with.
1: Yep, it could be, so, yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. So That's important to know. And and it's constantly learning. So when you yeah. type in your thing and then you swear at the chatbot, yeah. it's learning all that. So, and once trained, the algorithms can be used, blah, blah, blah. Um, When a customer submits a new inquiry, the system can use its trained algorithms to understand the customer's question and generate an appropriate response. And this grows and grows. And so Mm -hmm. the system becomes quicker and more intuitive with itself.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So it's...
1: yeah, it it, it it all it keeps that network solid too. It's not like you have to go. Um, let me think. Uh, where was that? <laughs> it's a it's a right. solid connection. It, it's an instantaneous, solid learned
0: connection. And artificial neural
1: networks. Yeah, I brought. That However, up. it is not hooked up to the internet at this point. What do you mean? That GPT three is not on the internet at this point.
0: No, no. but you can get to the beta.
1: for free. Yeah. And chat GPT four is coming out and they say that that will start making connections there. And that's a different kind of level because there's some, it has to have some discretion. It has to be able to kind of throw stuff out, but yeah. And I don't know. how Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll get into more of that, I think a little bit later, but the artificial neural networks, and I'm getting all of this from, do 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 what is chat gpt yeah. off of medium.com
1: oh yeah cuz i'm think some people are thinking is it on the internet does it know everything it's like no it's not even on the net itself it's just doing this it'll well, it's already got act- this net it's already it's it, 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 like if you asked it to do something about current russia um ukrainian war tactics it will not know
0: we'll get to that
1: yeah cuz it's not on the we'll internet.
0: get to that We'll yeah, get to it's that. Current.
1: It's current. Oh, no, I'm just saying for people who are wondering, is it on the internet? Can it know? It doesn't know that. No. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. They might think it's an overarching AI. It's not, it's not at all. Yeah. I just want to make that clear. We're not talking about walking, talking, knows everything on the internet.
0: thing. Right. And as a marketing tool, it can, it can give feedback yeah. very quickly because it can disseminate the information and create databases yeah. for, for the marketing team. So anyway, I mentioned neural networks. They have artificial neural networks, and those are a type of computational model that attempts to stimulate or simulate the structure and function of biological neural networks. They consist of interconnected nodes or neurons that can process and transmit information. Mm -hmm. They are used to create algorithms that can learn and adapt to new data without the need for explicit programming. So this allows AI systems to solve complex problems and make decisions based on data inputs, similar to how the human brain processes information.
1: Yeah. Which is what we want from customer service when they say representative.
0: (laughs) So they're able to do deep learning. Yeah. And they're able to process large amounts of data and make predictions or classifications based on that data, allowing the systems to perform tasks such as image and speech recognition. They've also contributed to the development of more intelligent and autonomous AI systems, such as self-driving cars and virtual assistants, like I said earlier. Mm -hmm. And these are able to make decisions and take actions based on the data they receive without the need for a human to put those in. Yeah.
1: Yes, it sort of edits, adapts, and presents, and all kinds of stuff like
0: that. Right. And so GPT, it's in its beta form right now. Yeah. And so you can go in. um, There's a way to access it. And when I first tried to do it, it said that the system was overloaded. It was up to its maximum usage, which means a lot of people are accessing it. But it's actually pretty simple. You go in there and you start a chat and you type in a question and it will answer you. So, for example, I said, tell me your history. So it it wrote out very quickly its history. Um, You can ask it almost anything. Write an and- essay
1: on Lincoln's trip and while, while writing the Gettysburg Address, and it will say a five-paragraph essay. I don't know why you'd want that. It will actually do that. It will. It may not be right, though, I heard, but it will write well, that
0: essay. Well, here, right. It, there and may be will-
1: some things that might be not correct, but I don't know. Yet. yes. Okay, GPT model
0: has multiple layers of interconnected neural networks, which are yeah. trained to process and analyze all the data. Every layer is responsible for a different aspect of processing, such as identifying words and their meanings, right. detecting syntax and grammar, and understanding the context and intent of a conversation. Mm-hmm. So, when you put a message into the GPT system, the neural networks in the model analyze the text and generate a response based on the patterns and structures it has learned from the training data. Right. So it's only as good as the people who are using it.
1: Yeah, and it makes, yeah, and, and the data it collects and how it correlates it.
0: Right. And, and it
1: does have a little trips in it too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so their response is generated in real time, allowing for a seamless and natural sounding conversation yeah. with the AI model. So it can also be trained to perform other tasks such as sentiment analysis, topic identification, Mm -hmm. and entity recognition. Yeah. So it, it does a lot of stuff. And so it's different because it's a cutting edge, natural learning, natural language processing technology that allows users to engage in highly realistic and intelligent conversational interactions. Correct. It can rely on pre-programmed responses, uses a deep learning model that is trained. Key differences of this and other virtual assistants is its ability to understand and respond to complex and content-dependent inquiries. Instead of providing simple answers to straightforward questions, it can engage in more nuanced and dynamic conversations using its knowledge of the user's previous interactions. Right. And so what about kids and their learning?
1: It's, it's only as good as the information that kind of goes into it. So, um, if you just ask it sort of an open, broad question, like, uh, an essay on, on Lincoln's Gettysburg address, but your teacher wanted to know, um, kind of the nuances of the Gettysburg Address. I mean, obviously, if you're a teacher or an adult, you know, you'd know what those were. Four score and seven years ago, it was very short. It was very powerful. It was very American, you know. And then this would just say, Gettysburg was a battle. And in this battle, this happened and those people, you know, what is this? You know, this is not what I asked for. Obviously, the kid's just kind of like trying to cover. And well, Well, the
0: teacher has a couple of, there are a couple there of is,
1: Yes, there is. We could talk about that too, but I'm saying that it's only as good as you give it. So if you're just like a mathematician, you're trying to work through, you know, some some proofs and you're at that level, you can go there and go, you know, am I going to, uh, yeah. um, because I actually saw, you know, um, this is an idea that Windows likes so much, they bought it. And I saw the CEO, um, <laughs> Mr. Um um adak what's his how how's he pronounced his name? I forgot how he's Satya Nadak. I'm sorry, sir. I don't know. I should know ever since uh you know the big man left. Anyway, he was talking about how he's he's an electrical engineer and he was going through Maxwell's equations on it to try to relearn them a different way. And he said they never really learned them correctly. And I thought to myself, yeah. I don't even know what they are. And I kind of looked him up and went, yeah, but he really knows what they are. And he goes, yeah, I kind of get that. Oh, I'm kind of getting it. And it would kind of give it back to him. And he asked it questions and worked with it. And it would give him back answers. And he knew if they were wrong or right in a lot of ways. And that's another way you can use it. So it's kind of at your level. Um, but you have to be an editor. You can't, you know, I if I asked it about that, it could give me anything. And I'd just nod my head and go, oh, that's nice. Uh, here's Maxwell's equations. I would not know what that was. So I it's have not absolutely it's, no clue. Well, yeah, I have no clue either. It's not. It's like a panacea of all knowledge. Can you do your math with it? Yeah, but can you do math? I mean, can, do you understand the concept enough to ask it what to do? Yeah.
0: Right. Well, yeah. you have to. I mean, sure, you can plug in an equation to the chatbot, and it'll give you the answer.
1: Yeah, but How, you don't. However. Know that- you gotta kinda know if you're close if it's the right answer.
0: You're gonna have to know how to solve for that answer. <laughs>
1: you do have to back up the information. Yeah. Same thing with writing. You can cheat on your essays, but chances are if your high school teacher is savvy, but what the this is not your voice. This is not yeah, but yeah. We can talk about that later. <laughs> like, holy cow. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, because um the bot gave me some ideas.
1: Yeah, a bit. Yeah, did you get some did you have some writings on those ideas? Examples per um, se? I don't well or I when we say. get
0: when we get to zero GPT and everybody's saying, What's all this GPT? Don't worry about it. Zero GPT may be your salvation in many ways. And it's mm. free. And it's free. Um, yeah. And so the strengths of chat GPT is that it had it can generate human like text. It has the ability to understand and respond to a wide range of topics and questions. It has the ability to perform well on a variety of natural language, understanding tasks, such as language translation, question answering, the ability to generate text in a variety of formats, including chat responses, news, articles, and fictions, the ability to handle context and maintain coherence in longer conversations. Also for teachers, It can help those with communication disorders such as autism or aphasia by providing tools for more effective communication. And for example, it can provide predictive text or assistive writing tools to help individuals with language impairments, Mm -hmm. express their thoughts and ideas more clearly.
1: May I express this? This is a fun one because I was, I was Mr. Visual guy. Um, many of those, uh, YouTube videos, I kind of pop up and they, they come up and I can tell when they're sort of quickly produced. They've been recently produced and they mispronounce foreign words horribly. Mm-hmm. You know, Mont Saint Marie, you know, it's just like it just goes through like, yeah, uh, that's an artificial voice. It's an, it's an animated thing and it's an artificial voice and there's subtle mispronunciations that most of us know and it just, blows through them and there are even maybe like foreign words that are just blown through his English that sort of thing and I found out that a lot of them are done through chat and GPT they're sort really? of put together a little cartoon on the history of like world war ii battles or something mm-hmm. and it comes up with this little cartoon and I thought wow if you could do that hey kid come here I can explain this concept like this and then do a cartoon on it and compete with the cartoons if you got good at that And you you had chat GPT zone in on what the points were quite a learning tool. You know, your own personalized animation studio. You could be my teacher on the (laughs) blog.
0: Okay. That is getting into another app that's called Dolly.
1: Yeah. D-A-L-L-E.
0: And Dolly will help you transform art. And you can do all kinds of things with it, but we're not touching on that. If you're a no, of we're teacher, not.
1: But I'm saying if you're that.
0: Teaching it, it might be something that you might want to take a look at. But yeah. it's used mostly for marketing, and it costs money, and it's yeah. like on a wider scale. For but the, the cost is, of that,
1: I see that, and I go. But the future is here because you remember back in the day. I remember back in the day when, uh, the, just before the gas crisis, they were enticing people to buy gasoline at like. Eighteen cents a gallon, yes, folks, it happened, and they were calculating they give you calculators, they mm-hmm. sold them and uh, or they gave them away, but before they did that, they sold them for like seventy nine ninety five back in the day, like mid sixties and they only did like four functions and maybe two memories and maybe a square root, but they were all the rage. people were willing to pay big time, and then years later they gave them away with phillips. It was funny, so well, technology they were
0: also if you think back if you think back to the days when we were in school oh. you could not have a calculator
1: in school uh, I, there was no thing, such thing as, uh, no i guess there was but no you couldn't have it because all of us they didn't happen. want because they saw it as cheating
0: if you wanted to use a slide rule that was fine That's no right. <laughs> most most slide people rule. i have i have a sneaky suspicion that people <laughs> listening to
1: us have no clue no! What a slide rule is! Look what a slide up. rule is! well, I, I can actually it proudly, I did not know how to operate one really
0: oddly, <laughs> years maybe about twenty twenty four twenty five years ago, yes, people, and that old. um one of my professors at Portland State University looked at me and said, "Hey, I found these slide rules. Are you interested in them?" And I said, "Hey, yeah,, oh, wow. so I took them to school. And my students went nuts with them, and so I passed them out.
1: Put them Something through their is- bike spokes. Oh no, that's wrong. <laughs> but but here's it's taking you back, right?
0: <laughs> here's the wild thing: calculators at that time were incredibly expensive. Yeah,
1: they were. They if, were. If, yeah. When
0: when we say seventy nine ninety nine, that was not. Today's seventy nine <laughs> ninety nine. No, like, that would be more like two or three hundred dollars.
1: It was like two fifty, yeah.
0: And ninety five. And so there was an equity issue with that, and not everybody could afford that. Even yeah. I, I was at a pub, private school. Most of the kids in my private school, their parents weren't going to spend that, and they, uh, they. We had a number of people who couldn't afford that. Slide rules were fine because. You could go down to the store and just pick one up. It was not that big of a deal. And they're kind of technical, but.
1: And the astronauts had one. Mm hmm. <laughs> That's but how we went to the moon, of, folks, on a slide rule.
0: <laughs> but they're kind of
1: a blast to use,
0: you know? And they get the job done. Basically. Right. But we digress. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? I'm just here to remind you to hit that subscribe button and also to share this podcast with your friends. We are now in over 41 countries around the world and we are growing. We don't always hit it right, but we still have a conversation that is relevant to the policies and what's going on now today in education and especially alternative education. So we can only grow And we can only do better if we hear back from you. So be sure to leave us a review and send us an email, educationaltriage at gmail.com. So back to our
1: show. But we digress. And now, but that's kind of my point. This whole thing's blowing my mind because it's, it's my whole Moore's law. It's like doubles with capacity and speed every two years. And we're going, hey, wait, hey, wait. No, we're, getting, we're trying to catch up we're trying to catch up <laughs> it's like it just and teachers are going oh students are going to cheat and, and like uh, New York Public Schools banned it they, co- right. they completely banned it just at the first of the year but that can't be done because they got to teach it because that's, <laughs> that's what the market's going to want to use so that's a job skill they can't avoid just playing there.
0: A couple of episodes ago you brought yeah. up something because we hit on this And you brought something up that I want to revisit this tonight, today. And, um, but we'll get to that because what I want to do is I want to finish with with how it can be of service.
1: Yeah, definitely. So the imagination.
0: Right. It can convert text to speech. So uh, people with visual impairments or mobility impairments are able to access written materials through audio it can help those with speech impediments by converting their speech to text so they can automatic captions for videos or audio descriptions for images yeah. uh and enhanced oh, learning experiences so it can help people with learning disabilities by providing personalized learning experiences that take into account their individual needs and abilities for right. example it can provide tools for organizing and summarizing information or uh, visualizing complex cus- uh, complex
1: concepts. So like when the, those some of these kids are reaching out and they're touching iPads and making it speak for them in one word, mm-hmm. they'll just touch it and it can speak a whole sentence. They'll, something they'll communicate with will make it do a whole sentence or something. I'm sure there'll be an interaction such as that. They'll be able to speak right through it. Boom. In voice. Angry voice. I don't want to do that. Hey, hey, you know. Okay, I'm sorry. It'll just be exactly an emotional and motive sort of exchange. Yeah, it's incredible.
0: Now, the weaknesses for education. (laughs) Lack of of domain-specific knowledge. It has been trained on a wide range of texts, but it may not have the same level of expertise in a subject specific as a human expert. In other words, it can scratch the surface. It can't delve deeper into it, most likely.
1: Can't be everything for everybody. Right. And every subject.
0: It can't understand context. Well, it has difficulty understanding context.
1: Context about, um, okay. uh,
0: It it may have difficulty understanding the context in a question or a conversation, especially when it's not sure about the topic.
1: Oh, like... Let's eat grandpa or let's eat grandpa. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or eat shoots and leaves.
1: <laughs> eat shoots and leaves. Yeah, that would be good too.
0: Um, uh, lack of understanding of a student's background knowledge. Now, this is great. Oh, because yeah. Because it may assume that the student has a certain level of knowledge and it can provide information, which may be yeah. way too advanced or too basic for the student. and. True. Too many times have I received papers from students, yeah. and I can go through and I'll just pick out words and I'll say, "These are really interesting choices of words. What does it mean?" <laughs> and if they give me a blank stare, or if they look at it and they hem and haw, you know, they didn't write it. But yeah. he spelled
1: obsequious correctly, but what does obsequious really? mean? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but once again we're going to talk about this a little bit later it's there's true a, yeah. a, there's a lack of ability to personalize the learning experience it doesn't have the ability to personalize the learning to the individual student so it can't adapt to their learning style or provide different levels of support so where you Philip might be working with a uh, little Peter Pumpkin Eater over here <laughs>
1: I worked with bigger pumpkin eaters, but go ahead. Okay,
0: but <laughs> anyway, so you know, you know the kid. You have a relationship with him.
1: Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, that was good for that too. So really ChatGPT well.
0: doesn't have a relationship. Uh, so if anything is based on anything relational, it fails.
1: Yeah, that would be one of the reasons. That, yeah, education's kind of failing too. But go ahead.
0: Yeah, I mean the yeah.
1: relationships aren't working either. So
0: it can. Hmm. Yeah. It has a limited ability to provide feedback. It can provide general it feedback. It only does what
1: you tell it to do, you know. It that yeah. It does yeah. what you tell it to do. You can if you're smart, you can say oh, no, take a little less language off <laughs> the professor knows I don't know those words. <laughs> I don't know. It would you could actually do that, but you'd have to be a really smart cheater. And if you, to be a smart cheater you'd have to be a smart person, you might as well just find a different way to make it then go to college. Right. So Honestly. let's
0: say that, let's say, okay, so now let's get into the nitty gritty. And this is what I think that where, where you've been Jones. In.
1: <laughs> it just blows my mind. I just well, can't get over it. It's like oh, but,
0: it's but think of it. This is a new technology. People were, people were, they were, they were flummoxed by the calculators. They were flummoxed by the personal computer. Then came Net, Netscape and the internet, and then came yeah. Google, and then came Wikipedia, and then came yeah. all these others. And if you know, it's sort of like when the educational system finds out about it, it's too late. Parents, <laughs> That's true, yeah. When parents yeah. find out about it, it's too late. And so students have already been using these in order to do their papers to do a lot of their work i mean you can your students could actually be coding because it will help with student coding yeah it will help that, you if yeah. if let's say that let's say that you're a business teacher and you have a marketing class and you say okay come up with 10 different ways of um marketing give me a topic give me something marketing yeah, just give me a topic of something that you want me to 10 ideas. Uh, mountain, on. Resort.
1: mountain resorts.
0: 10 uh, ideas. Golf. 10 um, ideas to market oh, a golf resorts. Oh, well, resort. that's too
1: easy. Uh, no, resort. that's too easy. That's too, Well, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, no, golf resorts. I'm
0: just typing yeah, it in. Everyone. Okay, it's that. already giving me hosting golf yeah. tournaments and events partnering with local golf clubs offering discounted rates to their members creating packages that include golf lessons etc utilizing social media it's already up to 8 now it's on 9 and then i've got 10
1: who needs a board no i'm sorry um that is it's see so that's awesome here's what i'm thinking like you get into education too and basic basic knowledge is starting to be a thing in the past it's like the whole uh, How can I say this? I don't know. Just uh, it's kind of the whole system doesn't understand that this is breaking it. It's like when the schools try to ban it or they just look at it from an aspect of they're trying to cheat. What they don't understand is what they're using it to cheat at is just the standard that they posed for it. And that's really just simply the standard that limits it and schools limit our knowledge by limiting the standards the common core which doesn't exist anymore what we need to do is explode the model and this does it this get, this takes care of the knowledge that kids need this i mean we still need to we need to restructure how kids think because they need to know how knowledge works not what to know not what knowledge to know because the concepts are all there, like state capitals. They don't need to know the state capital of every state. They have they need to know the concept of what a state capital does and how sometimes they differ. But they don't have to really know that unless they go into that scope of work, but they have to know how to think about it. And this kind of thing gives you a, you know, write a, write a paper on state capitals. It, it gives you a basic one. If a teacher comes, you know, a guide or a mentor teacher who looks at and goes, yeah, that's pretty much what it does, you know, Let's look at that. What does that do? Okay, now now we learn about maybe what our state capital does or what others do. You're doing the same thing. And it used to be you knew what the capitals were. You had to kind of memorize them. That's gone. Now we don't even learn really much about the capitals as much as how government works and then how our government works and how the capitals work in a local way. It just, it gives us the knowledge and then we work from the knowledge and think and schools don't do that. They work on a schedule. They they limit the knowledge. They test. They they limit the by the standards. They limit the knowledge we teach, and we can't do that because this blows it up. This can fill all those spots really easily, mm-hmm. it, or it can't. You're, if you're trying to like play whack a mole with who's cheating or not, you're not teaching. You're just running standards. Like, you know, and we talked about that. Alternative ed got, real alternative ed got replaced by online learning because it's alternative to something they were used to because now it's alternative. Isn't that alternative enough? Same for everybody. It's easier to manage. Mm -hmm. What? (laughs) You took away all the creativity. Well, that's it. Yeah, because if everything comes top down, it's all, you know, uniform and we know what we're testing for. So why would we add any creativity? It doesn't make any sense to us it does because the world's running on that creativity that creativity is microsoft bought this for a lot of money ai said have it we're working on other things we like to work on things but see, we like open, and, right?
0: well the
1: problem is is that
0: this is always going to be free software
1: or open open eye right
0: because yeah it's they're always going
1: to be yeah so they may
0: have they may have purchased some portion of it
1: but yeah, if, somehow if, I, there's been some, I don't know if they, I, I don't not know if they be be a to big a deal. But, on it. Right. I don't think that they made a ton of money on it themselves, but Microsoft has got it now and they're running with it like crazy. He was talking about the, not, I was talking about the language thing. <laughs> he was realizing that he can, he can send text out to like all these different uh, dialects of Indian and all the mm-hmm. sub, sub, sub counties, sub areas of India so many people in India. And so can all, he can just transfer it, just boom, transcribe it all to different sub-dialects, just instantly. Just the whole libraries is like, whoa, thank you. Uh, how long would that would have taken, you know, just to transcribe, click, transcribe, just did it. Well,
0: I'm going like to tell that. you really quickly that I asked it to tell me to write an <laughs> essay on the purpose of the state capitol. Ah. And that was a minute and a half. That's it a nice. gave me a five-paragraph paper.
1: So, it usually gives you the fives, okay. Well, Does I you asked. Ask the, what well,
0: you I originally said write a five-page paragraph.
1: Oh, okay. I was going to say, I wonder what it would default to. See, yeah. or would it default? Yeah.
0: So, in the last oh. paragraph, starts is in summary, as which I'm sure that most of our students use.
1: I taught them not to. <laughs> <laughs> because i don't like to be like other people and i hate it and i said and don't say i think because if you didn't think it you wouldn't write it so don't say i think this
0: same well, thing with
1: saying it don't you wouldn't say it so i actually
0: tell students that if they're writing a paper <laughs> and they use the term i think i tell them that that's too that's too ephemeral that that's not based in anything and so it's much stronger for them to say, I believe.
1: I think I just said that, say I believe or something. You just have so many bigger words.
0: Yes. I use big words when demeaning the
1: word. work so much better.
0: <laughs> so, so the neat thing about this, though, is the fact that if you are working with students and you have them hooked into this, and a student who's constantly peppering you with questions about this, that, and everything, and you really need to be working with another student, they can type in their question to the yeah. chat room, and they'll get yeah. a response. And so if they're just looking for clarification or something like that, they can get it through that. It's not going to be a personalized kind of thing, and it's going to be pretty cut and dry. Now, here comes, here comes the fun part. Okay, so we know that you can use Dolly for art. We know that you can do coding on this. We know that it can be used not just for English. So English teachers, you know, you can kind of like take a big sigh of relief because there are going to be other teachers that are on board with you because mathematics, you've got marketing, you've got business classes, you've got everybody else, even science is in there too. So um, here's what you need to know, and that is you need to ask the right questions. And I believe that this is what we talked about just a couple of weeks ago um, when we talked about cell phone, social media and students. I believe it was in that episode. And we were we kind of got onto this and we and you were saying one way of thinking about it is. Have the chatbot develop something so I could use this essay that I have with what is the purpose of a state capital in five paragraphs have each student look at it and rework it and do it themselves
1: That's the way to do it
0: because this would be, <clears throat> yeah. it would be an exercise in writing for them this is what a, this is what an AI generated paper looks like. So they kind of know, but they're going to have to twist it around. And maybe it's not the way that they would say it. So Peter, how would you say it? You know,
1: uh, I was thinking I was, ref- I would think I would refine that a little bit more Try it and and try to say, um, I, God, right now I want to say what I would love to challenge him and say, what's wrong with the essay. I can mean, give him like an essay and say, okay, folks, I've given you this essay that, Student X's are written, and uh, it can be a, t- a chatbot. It can do it for me, for that matter. I've written so many essays in my life. I don't mind it doing the work for me. And uh, say, okay, there are some mistakes in this sucker. There are some grammatical mistakes, and there are some content mistakes. You know, it's history class, right? And I also teach a little writing. So you didn't know you'd have that at the beginning of the years, but I'm also an English teacher, and that's a good skill. So here you go. And so spot them both. And there's, um, yeah, there's thirty of them. That's a good one. That's a puzzle. Now, now it's like spot, the, spot the content, and there'd be like, like definite rules about the content stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what those would be offhand, but they wouldn't be like what date is wrong. But you know, we're talking about a concept. You know, and I, I linked to like Lewis and Clark with like, like, for example, you know, the purchase of Alaska. That's a pretty blatant one. But they be like, what? Lewis and Clark in Alaska. Yeah, it would definitely be something that it would stand out in the essay.
0: Well, That, would that be, certainly would. Well, maybe it might
1: be. It might be the age of expansion, and just you know, when we per, the Louisiana Purchase, and you know, and Seward, and when we purchased Alaska from the Russians. Mm-hmm. It, it might be something from it content-wise. It might just be something thrown in. You know, I don't know. It could be just a little fact. It's been a, last year so far, like twenty twenty-two, and this year and. 2023 have been like explosive years for science. Just yay. It's kind of, that's why I'm kind of freaking out about this. I'm going, now this is directly related to education. It should just break the mold because you know, when they're talking about we're going to ban, they say they're not going to do it. And I just don't know how we can do this. We've got to figure this. We can't sustain looking at the future with a school system that wants to think like the fifties and move backwards. It's it's gotten worse since I I started. I thought it was going to move forward for the '90s and get better, and
0: it, it well, kind of moved
1: backward.
0: Here's what it is.
1: Yeah. When we're talking about alternative ed, we're
0: talking about relationships. That's what everything is based on.
1: When you yes. take
0: if and and for the most part, that's what mainstream is. What they've done in recent years with alternative ed is they've turned everybody onto the computer, and so everybody mm-hmm. is doing a computer program be it Odyssey, Ingenuity, Plato, whatever it is. And so a lot of that relationship that once guided Alternative Ed is being lost.
1: Alternative Ed should have guided Mainstream Ed away from Mainstream Ed. It was was the cutting edge.
0: It has to do with not understanding what it is that they're doing. Because yeah, and then you they talk away, to how many yeah. superintendents and how yeah. many curriculum, directors of curriculum and instruction, how many people actually understand what alternative ed is. They will right. laugh and they will say, of course, I understand what it is. Mm-hmm. And they'll make it sound like it's kindergarten. But it's not. It's far more complex and nuanced than what they think. We're dealing with a huge group of students who need far more resources than they're willing to give. Yeah. And what they want to do is plop them in. They don't, they don't want to deal with them. That's what well, it is. No,
1: it's, they want to spend less or do whatever. And then yeah. they want to say that they're doing it right. Right. And they did do it right once. And when they were giving these, cause they were actually spending more and they were concentrating resources. And we have, a, we had a lot, we had graduation rates of 90%. And when I worked for my bosses at that point, I can tell you the difference between the bosses I had when I worked outside of education and the bosses I had after she was gone. And they they were bosses that were like, work hard and I don't care. But she was the kind of boss that, you know, okay, what were you know, what's right for the kids. And I just got branded with that that way of thinking and thank God because that's the way to do it. Otherwise, but, kids just smell it. But if you're there for their hearts and souls, then they'll meet you halfway. You don't have to kill yourself, anymore, but you, you have to invest.
0: They're yeah. actually spending probably, possibly more for the students uh, at this point without understanding yeah. the concept
1: of well, Somebody's getting the money and it's not the students.
0: Exactly.
1: Uh-huh. It's a business going, now, isn't it? It's
0: going to educational corporations.
1: It's a business because, now, isn't it? Because they
0: it's a corporation.
1: Yeah. Contractors. That's what corporations we about. get the highest bid. Yeah. Right. Businesses can do best for business any day. They don't do best for anything else but themselves any day. Okay. And government's not doing well, and we know better because it takes a lot to invest in kids and it's worth it. Right. Your, so and, we, and this thing is taking off, yeah. Because the kids really need the freedom on this.
0: Crawling back up the rabbit hole to the top. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going
1: to say. Because what we need to do with this is, I went. I was working at a school today. They had a culinary. Um, there was an alternative program. Uh, it was uh, about 110 students. It's kind of a new building, and they had a culinary elective. I think they had two other electives, and in a nice kitchen, beautiful gas ranges. I mean, I'm not much of a cook, but it was beautiful. And I thought, that's how you do it. You know, when you got something you want to do with kids, invest in them as if they're adults. You know, Mm -hmm. like theater programs that have a real theater, you know, and they take care of everything. You know, the kids have a lot of pride in that. So this could come into play. This is going to be a part of their adulthood. And it's going to be a huge part of it because their imagination.
0: This could be an adjunct, it could be something that you work with on the side because it can be a tool yeah. that you're using to help you, not right. as a main, not not something that's main because if your students, if you think or believe that your students are using it, what do you do to stop student cheating right now? You use turnitin.com or something like that,
1: right? Well, there's something called OpenA Detector. They actually developed it alongside this one. <laughs> It will actually detect it and give you a chance of how much it's been AI produced.
0: They have, right, they have that. It. But then there's also GPT-0. Yeah. Now, GPT-0 <clears throat> is another freebie. You can try it. It's called the Classic. And I tried it. Okay. And it went viral on Twitter. Oh, GPT Zero Classic went viral on Twitter (laughs) on January 3rd, 2023, with over 7 million views. See, I
1: told you, I feel like relatively new to this and like catching up. And it was like last November when it really started breaking open. That was, it was someone who's actually caught in college turning in, they turned in a paper that they've written for him in, I think, November. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I went, Whoa. And then I realized that's about the time it really got started, noticed. And so it's been, it's really, wow, new, but yeah. So I wrote, so with this one,
0: it said that it it would like to have at least 10 paragraphs and it would like to have X number of uh, words or characters in there. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote a very short um, essay about Heidi and her love of the goat um, (laughs) descending down the mountainside and um i wrote this whole thing and i said and then i asked it to detect what it was and it gave me all these numbers and it said it's obviously human written and it had all these different aspects about it that told me what what it was and Uh how they figured it out so you have this where you can take a kid's paper uh-huh. And you can just drop it right in there and bam, it'll come up with something within seconds.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. And you can sign up for it. It's free and you can look yeah. at their product waitlist
1: It is very um, interesting stuff. And they, and people are, and if you, and if you go on uh, a, a general search, you will get um, doomsday reports and then you'll get all kinds of, interesting uh chat well uh instructional videos which are like really mm-hmm. good which yeah, was there's... kind of waiting through but and then you'll get some really interesting uh like i came across the ceo of microsoft talking about it I thought, oh hello <laughs> so uh yeah you know so remember where you heard it first folks chat gpt
0: well i would be i would be <laughs> surprised that most people hadn't already heard about it
1: oh i am not but it's been in the news for a while
0: and I'd heard rumblings and I'd seen headlines in yeah. uh, the Washington Post. But, you know, I mean, it's it's interesting. I don't,
1: I don't think that we're looking it's at... It's so quick. That's what gets me. It's so quick. It's like wildfire. I mean, I didn't know it was in production, research, beta, in any of these stages, but it makes sense. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's on the scene. People are using it. We're talking about, okay, can be used for this, can be used for that. And mm-hmm. all I can think of is possibility, you know, things. Wow, I want to go somewhere and and do nothing but think of ideas on how to use it for like a weekend. Because I ha- I, can't, I can't I just can't wrap my brain around everything. Just uh, my imagination is just running rampant. And I'm thinking to myself, and they won't let me touch it. If I was a teacher in a classroom, they wouldn't let me touch any of those ideas. They they aren't on the test. And I'm thinking, God, that's insane. That makes no sense. That's like you're not going to teach. Anything about it because it's not on the test. Think
0: about this: you have a student who, let's say, a student missed a week of class. They can take yeah, the the list of terminology. Let's say you're teaching science. And well, you're, could, and mean, let's I say that you
1: supplement, they, sure. But
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying. I want but to
1: fly. Could, I want to. I want to be on the forefront of this thing. I don't want to like dabble, in the pond.
0: Right now, we're not talking about you. We're talking about everybody else.
1: Yeah, I want to be – I think everyone else should be in the forefront too. I think we're being held back. I think that our system
0: holds us back. I'm just taking a look at what are the possibilities because if you – with, Because it's easier if you start dabbling and then start playing around with it and seeing what you can do with it. Use it first.
1: I just don't think we can afford that. By the time we get that, the ramifications, we're just too – we're not smart enough Moore's law means we have to move faster than a school system that, that teaches to a test. It's a fatal flaw. It's a fatal flaw. Either that system's gonna kill us or we're gonna kill it, one or the other. That's all I can think of is
0: Well, you're not gonna be able to be faster than them because you've got a lot more people at the top who are sitting there and they're having their meetings and they're trying to move in.
1: Well, yeah. Well, you're so cynical. <laughs> that, that's true, though, but I'm saying that... I'm not cynical. That. I just... I've, I've, I'm thinking about intellectual freedom and how the mind's just being held back. We have technology now. It's unbelievably crazy. Printing houses, that's weird. But true. You know, oh, hey, we can create energy that doesn't have waste, technically speaking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's exciting. It's very exciting. And then everyone's kind of like kind of being held back in a way Um, And they want, they're itching to go forward. There's a lot of that. And I know because I was in that system and it was, I was pushing to go forward and they're going, they kind of like push me off course. It's like, why? But
0: there are a lot of people who are terrified.
1: I know, but reality is, and kids aren't, kids aren't terrified. We project on them, I think sometimes that you should be as scared as us. And kids go, well, maybe, but we don't know better. I mean,
0: no, because I think it's because they have an undeveloped prefrontal cortex. And so they're yeah. kind of like, hey, what's this shiny new object? And then they just kind of go into it. And right. And just start doing it.
1: So That's why you need strong mentor teachers to kind of help inform those ideas. How do you make
0: Have the students teach the older people. Right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that because when they graduate, they can have something like that on their resume.
1: I absolutely ha- insist upon them. You guys you know how to do this, please teach me. Because it, it, mm-hmm. I learn all kinds of things, a little bit. I don't. I know a lot of things, well, not a lot of things, but a few things very deeply, but I don't have to know everything. I don't have to know, I have to know a lot of things deeply. Yeah, Right. Can show me the tech and show me how they edited that. And, and actually, I'm kind of a big fan of you teach best what you most need to learn, so I kind of make them teach me and then I listen to them. What did, oh, they thought, no, they got that point because I'm a fan of learning yeah. and how the process is. And the process that we need to match is the technology that's absolutely out of this world fun and how we're going everywhere. It's just it, I can't keep my imagination current with it. <laughs> and I want to well, take my students there.
0: All I want to say is that yeah. I approached this and I thought, OK, what's going to happen if I just mm-hmm. get in there? What am I going to do? And I knew that if I asked it a question, that it would do something for me. I tested it with the essay while we were talking. I had never done anything like that before. So there. just check it out, play around with it, and start thinking about what are the impacts that it might have in your classroom. How can you use it? Because it's not going to be something you can run away from. I mean... Unless you have your students writing on pen right. and paper in the classroom.
1: We're wrapping up. Here we go. Let's do it. We can talk more about this because something's gonna happen. It's it's like a I think this is an ongoing thing because I would I, I can't see New York public schools holding on to a ban on it. I don't think it's, it's gonna luck. be I mean, a ban.
0: I think that maybe here's what I think. I don't think it's I don't think it's apocryphal. I don't think yes. it's I I don't think it's anything that's mind blowing or no. huge. I think it's another step. I think it's another step uh, in the evolution of technology. No. I think here's here's what got me were the neural networks, and I'm starting to put that together. Okay, so in wrapping up, we have tools that we can use. You can make them into what you want them to be just play around with them and I don't think that they're going to be, I I think that there is a lot to be learned with this and I think it's going to change a lot of things for people but I think because as Darwin said you need to adapt in order to survive and so this is another adaptation, it's another step that's going on, you have something that will check the AI you have uh, GPT zero, and I'm going to put the links for all of these down in the show notes. So I will say thank you, Philip, yeah. for an, a lively yeah, discussion.
1: It's going to be a weird one. Jeez, I think it's going to be yeah, in the public. Yeah.
0: It made your yeah. brain go tigger. Oh, that just fascinates me. Oh, yes. And Oh, uh, the possibilities. Will see everybody this Sunday, trauma and alternative ed. With Jennifer Achari from Queensland University of Technology over in Australia, Classroom Strategies. Anyway, so good night, Philip. Good night, Tony. And goodbye to everybody else. And we will see you soon. Ciao. Aloha.